0: Hey, it's the SIF podcast. We're back. Uh, another NFL preseason, uh, looking at the NFC and AFC West divisions, their outlook for the season, some fantasy stuff, and there's a team that just went 19 and 0 last night, going for 20 0 next week. So find out more about that. I hope you enjoy. podcast nfl season preview episode three for 2021 uh we are going to talk afc west nfc west a rare sunday morning uh, edition of this uh, podcast uh before we do anything else i'm going to welcome in the mayor mayor how are you
1: i am really good it's outrageous that we have to work on sundays sundays are for watching football um well maybe one day we'll have a nationally syndicated pregame football show which would be pretty exciting if we ever got that opportunity for anyone out there looking for a new fresh young show the mayor and the professor would love to um love to audition for any such thing but that's going off on a little tangent that we are not necessarily intending i'm doing mr i'm doing pretty good mr professor how are you good i'm tired
0: the first couple of weeks of school are always rough but uh- um, I you going to be able to uh, clear your schedule of work on Sunday during the NFL season?
1: Uh, no, it's going to be hit and miss. So it, it's unfortunate, but that's what reality is.
0: So I'm assuming that you're going to maybe record some games and try to, to watch them later.
1: Yeah, I I usually get to watch the Sunday night game, Monday night game is usually always a possibility Thursday night, so I get to watch a lot of f- primetime football, and I may throw in a couple schedule requests here and there if there's you know a couple games that I can work myself around. So,
0: speaking of the random of fa- random factor that I usually do it has nothing to do with football. This time it does. Uh, something that the uh, mayor tagged me in, uh, something that we were, I was planning to discuss anyway. Uh, there is a team who is now on the verge of uh, breaking a record for a winning streak. Um, the Baltimore Ravens have not lost in the preseason since 2016. They are now 19-0 and in the preseason in their last 19 games. And they tied the Vince Lombardi Packers of 59-62 to 62 for this uh, prestigious winning streak. And only the Washington football team remains in the way of them getting to 20-0 and 0 next Saturday, August 28th at 6 p.m. If you have the chance to record that and watch that later and make sure nobody spoils it for you, are you interested in seeing whether the Ravens will break that record?
1: Is this going to be legitimately the first time an NFL team has tried to win a preseason football game?
0: <laughs> no. Well, uh, well, John Harbaugh says he's very proud of it. He likes that they win these games, even though usually the starters aren't even playing in them at all. Like, Like, for example, the starting quarterback, even the backup quarterback, did not play last night in their victory over Carolina. Uh, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm, I I could go either way on the value of that. Like, yeah, obviously it's nice to establish that you need to win every game that you enter, but at the same time, you're probably winning with some four stringers who aren't even going to make the 53 man roster. So is it 53 still, or did they up it to 56?
1: I do not know. Okay.
0: Anyway, we'll go 53. Um, what do you think about the was there any value to winning preseason games
1: you know i, I think vince lombardi had a bunch of sayings that kind of would tie to this and i i make up a vince lombardiism on the fly and preseason doesn't matter
0: <laughs> well now vince lombardi won 19 straight uh, preseason games so um I know. I mean it It seemed like it kind of mattered to him but uh
1: but he I, was also quoted for saying if winning losing doesn't matter why do they keep score
0: true and also i think back then they were probably playing a lot more of their starters in these preseason games i'm gonna guess um i don't think there were a lot of fourth string guys that didn't make the roster that were out there playing in these preseason games back in the 50s but um yeah, so I just thought I'd bring that up. They, they do have a chance to go 20-0 and next Saturday, so uh, we'll see what happens there.
1: Well, good luck to the Baltimore Ravens. Right. And as we um, established last week, we are going to, following up your random fact, we are going to pay homage to a NFL player that does good in the community. Um, So this week, I would like to discuss Patrick Peterson, who has started the Patrick Peterson Foundation for Success. You can find it at patrickpeterson.org. He started this foundation back in 2012, and their mission is to provide low-income and inner-city youth with opportunities and resources to reach their full potential the way he's done this is 11 different schools in the Arizona area he has um implemented a reading corner for sm- for this classrooms, and that has included 1,200 books, some bean bags, a true little reading area carpeted in, really nice little thing they've done for the kids there in Arizona. Hopefully, he continues this out in Minnesota, and then for the past few years, he's paired with United Food Bank uh, around Thanksgiving time to do food drives for families in need.
0: Yeah, and fun, uh, fun fact, ran, very random, that goes with uh, this. Good news is that uh, Patrick Peterson and I share a birthday.
1: Wow! Uh, Are you both in the same year?
0: He's eleven. He's eleven years uh, younger than me. But um, but yeah, same same day.
1: Well, there you go. Uh,
0: and we we have a lot more in common than that, but I won't get into all that. Uh, <laughs> we're practically twins. Uh, all right. Um, so let's go ahead and start with the AFC West. Uh, the AFC West plays the AFC North and the NFC East, um, and we're going to start with the AFC champion uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, they are, you know, returning most of their team. They upgraded the offensive line. Um, I don't know of any real other changes or additions, but um, what do you think about the Chiefs this year?
1: You know, I I think they're still one of the teams to beat in the AFC, even in the NFL. Uh, You look up and down the schedule and there's seems like a lot. They're going to probably a lot of games are going to be good, good, great games. And then a lot of games where it seems like they're just going to be the clear cut winner. Um, I kind of see him going 13 and four. I think that offensive line, like you said, is going to you know, get better with them rookies that are in there, but they're going to help grow real quickly with Patrick Mahomes. And that offense just is a, is just a force to be reckoned with.
0: Yeah. So I forgot to mention that the teams are playing um, outside of those two divisions and their own is uh, their versus Buffalo, which would be a great uh, matchup. I believe that's week five. Uh, They're playing at Tennessee. That'll be another good game, no doubt. And they also have Green Bay on the schedule coming to Kansas City. So all of those should be really good games to watch. I have them going 14-3. What do you think, Las Vegas? And then I'll give you a little bit of a hint again this week. Um, I did very well last week with nailing most of these uh, over-unders in Vegas, but this week I was pretty far off. I was perfect on only one and pretty far off on the rest of them. So, with that being said, I have them a fourteen and three, you said thirteen and four. What do you think of Las Vegas has their win total at?
1: I would say twelve and a half.
0: Nailed it. It is twelve and a half. So that's a that's a tricky one. I mean, obviously we both said that we like that over, but that's a lot of games, uh so, what do you think? Do you, do you think it's worth uh, if you were had uh, a couple of nickels to rub together? Would you uh, put something down on the over for the Chiefs?
1: I think when the win total gets that high, Las Vegas knows it could be fourteen, but. They're they're never going to get anyone to bet on, you know, having to win 14 and a half games. Yeah. So I think 12 and a half is kind of the highest you're ever really going to see one of those, maybe 13 and a half. But I, I would never uh, bet with a with that high of a win total.
0: Yeah, and of course, with the extra game this year, some of these win totals are higher than we we've seen before. All right. Anything else on the Chiefs? Uh No. Okay, let's move on to the Broncos, the Denver Broncos. Uh, they're, they're obviously playing uh, the AFC North and the NFC East, and then they have three games outside of their own division that they're also playing. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, and the Detroit Lions. They got pretty lucky with those three, I have to say. Uh, what do you think uh, the Broncos are going to do this year?
1: Uh, you know, I think the AFC West and whole, with the exception of Kansas City, is kind of all going to be middle of the road. So I think they're going to be able to get a couple wins against uh, Las, you know, Las Vegas and Los Angeles. Um, again, you said those other teams, you know, the Giants, the Jags, you know, the Jets, the Lions, you know, the, these could be wins that, you know, they're not going to be a great football team, but I can see them getting about to seven and ten.
0: All right. I, I'm a little, uh, lower than that. Um, I just think, yeah, I think it's, it's actually a pretty tough division. I am, I'm, I'm bullish on the chargers this year. I think they could be good. Um, and then of course the chiefs and then, uh, you know, they got a pretty easy schedule. I have them beating the Jaguars and the jets and, um, and I don't know about Detroit. I have them losing against Detroit. That seems wrong, <laughs> but um, you know. So I have them at four and thirteen. I think they're going to have a pretty tough year. I think they maybe uh, are going to regret not uh, trying to go out there and uh, get uh, a quarterback um, that can start the season besides Drew Lock. Um, but uh, what, uh, so I've got them at four and thirteen. What did you say?
1: Seven and ten.
0: Seven and ten. So what do you think uh, Las Vegas has their uh, win total at?
1: I would say five and a half.
0: It's actually much higher. Vegas has it at eight and a half.
1: Eight and a half. Wow.
0: I mean, it could be a schedule thing, but, you know, I mean, if they sweep those games, Detroit, Jacksonville, and the Jets, um, and then, of course you like you said, the Giants aren't exactly a, a force to be reckoned with, and neither are, I don't think the Eagles. I think Dallas is going to actually probably struggle. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess it's uh, you know, it always comes down to that schedule, and especially those those teams outside, how lucky do you get uh, outside of those uh, rigid uh, divisions you have to play? You know, what kind of games do you have uh, outside of that? That makes a big difference. All right, so anything else on the Denver Broncos?
1: No, I think they are still looking for their quarterback in the future, and until they kind of do their, you know, they're going to be middle-of-the-road team, maybe below average at best.
0: Yeah, so that eight-and-a-half number looks strange to me, but, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers, um, they obviously have um, – the AFC North, NFC East, and then they play uh, their own division, and then they have three games outside, which are the New England Patriots, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Houston Texans, kind of a mixed bag there. Uh, what do you see the Chargers doing this year? Uh,
1: you know, the Chargers, it seems like they're ready to take that step, but you look at their schedule and you just, I I was struggling to find games. They're going to win other than a couple division games. And like we said, you know, the same usual suspects that are, you know, not expected to be really good this year. I see eight, nine. I think Justin Herbert is their quarterback, but I just don't think this team, I think this team's going to be caught in a bad schedule this season. And, you know, they, they need a little bit more help on their team to get them to get them above 500.
0: Now, their coach, their new coach, Brendan Staley, was the uh, defensive coordinator for the Rams, who had a pretty good defense last year. Uh, They got a couple of stars on the defensive side, maybe not quite like the Rams, but um, pretty good. Uh, I don't know. Their defense is definitely not as well-rounded as the Rams. Uh, But offensively, they should be able to stay in a lot of games. So uh, if you're looking for a team that's going to cover a lot of spreads this year, it's probably the Chargers. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I am actually very high on the Chargers this year with a little bit of luck. I think they're going to get to 12-5. and five. What do you think Las Vegas um, has them pinned at for win total?
1: Wow. I'm really under on the Chargers. I would say 10.
0: Well, very close. It's 9.5 in Vegas. So, I, I, like I said, I was way off on a lot of these. I was 4.5 off on the Broncos. I was uh, 3.5 or 3 off on the Chargers. So I had him at 12 and 5. You said uh, 8 and 9? 8
1: and
0: said, 9. Okay. All right, anything else on the Chargers? Do you think anything? Uh you think, like, uh, the new coach, uh, what do you think about Brandon Staley? Know anything about him or uh, like him I'm, as a coach?
1: Not sure really about him. I mean, you said he's there, he was from the Rams defense. You know, their defense has been solid, but sometimes that – that step from defensive coordinator head coach or offensive coordinator head coach doesn't work out as well, so we'll um, we'll we'll see. Good luck to the Chargers.
0: All right, and uh, the last team in the AFC West is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders play uh, Miami, Chicago, and Indianapolis. Um, outside of those divisions that they are scheduled to play. So Miami, Chicago, Indianapolis—not look not not the worst uh, combination. Um, I think the Raiders have one of the. Uh, yeah, that, I don't know. This sounds wrong when I'm looking at it, but one of the easiest strengths of schedule. Um, what do you think about the Raiders this year?
1: They, you know, that they're in what year four of the John Gruden experiment. So he's, you know, he hasn't really brought this team to where, you know, everyone wants them to bring this team to yet. Uh, Derek Carr may or may not be the quarterback for him. You know, he's he's still working on, you know, trying to get this team tuned up. Uh, I think they're going to struggle in a lot of games, but at the same time, they're they're going to be a middle-of-the-road team uh i see a couple wins you know maybe against like uh baltimore cleveland i think they're going to get a, you know get a marquee win but kansas city you know having to play them twice playing indianapolis playing pittsburgh playing miami i think these teams are going to have their way with them and i see them being seven and ten at the end of the season
0: all right we have the exact same expectations i have them at seven and ten as well um yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like I I think Derek Carr is probably not the quarterback of the future. If they go seven and ten, I think that's probably the end of the line for Derek Carr as a starter in Las Vegas. Uh what do you think Las Vegas
1: uh them- the would need a new starter? What's that? Are you saying the car would need a new starter?
0: <laughs> yes. We're gonna need a new starter for the car, yes. Uh, that's- That's a good pun. Um, So what do you think that uh, Vegas Insider has their win total at? Uh,
1: Vegas Insider and the team from Las Vegas. There's no shenanigans that could be happening that bad, right? Um, I would put them at eight wins.
0: This is the one I nailed. It was actually seven. So we both had them at seven, and Vegas Insider also has them at seven. So none of us very optimistic on the Las Vegas Raiders this year.
1: No, it does not sound that way.
0: Alright, so anything else on the Raiders before we talk a little bit about fantasy football
1: from this division? No, I think uh, fantasy football in the AFC West is pretty exciting this this season. Yeah,
0: so um, I'm just going to go down some of the, the list of some of the uh, fantasy relevant football players uh, from this division. So A lot of people are going to probably see Travis Kelsey go in the first round, depending on the size of your league. Um, Certainly in a 12-team league, he's going to be in that 11-12 spot. But some people probably take him in the first round, even in a 10-team league. Um, So Travis Kelsey. uh, And then in the second round, you'll probably see Tyree kill somewhere early in the second round. Uh, one interesting one to keep an eye on, this was what my first round draft pick last year, uh, did not really work out too well. Clyde Edward DeLair, Um, a lot of people see him going in the second or third round, uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. And then Austin Eckler, running back for the Chargers, probably going around that same
1: area, maybe
0: the third round we got Taryn uh, Waller, who may not even last the third round, but that's uh, where he's going in a lot of mock drafts that I'm seeing from experts.
1: Uh, Keenan Allen
0: may be going late third round or maybe early third round. Um, and then this is the one I want to talk about the most. Uh, a lot of mock drafts have Patrick Mahomes lasting all the way to the fourth round. Um, I think most drafts, he's probably not going to make it out of the second I can almost guarantee that he's not going to make it out of the first in our draft. Uh, but what do you think about Patrick Mahomes? Like, what's the strategy there?
1: So you're tying right into my surprise. All right. So I am in a different fantasy football league that I've been in for a few years. and mm-hmm. And the basis for this layout is you have to start two quarterbacks each week. Yeah. So this is a 10-team league with two starting quarterbacks, which means that you need to have at least one quarterback on your bench. And that means you have 30 quarterbacks gone in this draft, maybe yeah. 35, because now you're drafting backups not knowing who's going to play. So with with that mentality, where would you draft Patrick Mahomes?
0: I think in a two-quarterback league, especially a 10-team, I think you, I mean, you got to go, you got to take him in the first round. And I think, you know, you got to get yourself one of the top five quarterbacks in the first round or the second round.
1: So I looked down based on Yahoo uh, point systems on a general scoring. I looked it up Patrick Mahomes and there were three quarterbacks within 20 points of each other. And then the next one down was 45 points away. So the point differential over the week is quite significant to where it, I mean, is this, would you draft Patrick Mahomes first overall if this was the league you were in?
0: I don't know if I would I don't know if I would go first overall. I still think you'd probably go Christian McCaffrey first overall, but I could see in the top five, yeah, getting to Patrick Mahomes.
1: Let me explain one more thing about the point scoring system in this crazy wacky league that I compete in. So the quarterback gets a half a point for every reception completed and a negative half a point for every incompletion. So for someone to have like a 40 or 50 day, that's 20 extra points on the board that you didn't have before.
0: Yeah. So you want a team that's throwing a lot. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, the chiefs are one of those teams that throws a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, you have to you have to get, you know, Rogers, Mahomes, um, you know, Dak Prescott was at a, an incredible pace last year. I don't know if they're going to be like that this year, but um, you have to get one of those guys where the team that throws a lot and uh, the quarterback gets a lot. Of, I mean, if Russell Wilson goes back to the way he started last year, he'd be probably a great value. Um, people aren't going to take him probably till the second round. Even, even in a two-quarterback league, he's going to still be around, I would think.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a wacky league, and I'm pretty excited.
0: It should be very interesting. Uh, but like in a one quarterback league, I'm I'm really not uh, on the idea of taking a quarterback that early because you can get the value. I understand there's a separation. There's going to be a tier, you know, two three quarterbacks at the very top, and then there's a kind of a drop off. But um, you can make up for it in other ways. You know, if you get a good running back in the first round. You know, um, you know, you don't want to spend that on a quarterback that you, where you can get value later on. So that's just my personal feeling. Uh, I wanted to mention some other guys that you know are fantasy relevant, but are probably not um, necessarily too high on the radar. Josh Jacobs uh, in maybe the sixth round, Melvin Gordon maybe the seventh, Cortland Sutton uh, for the Broncos maybe the seventh also. Here's where it gets interesting. Eight. Eighth round in a lot of expert mock drafts, Justin Herbert. This is a guy that could be a top five or six quarterback. And, uh, you know, he's got the weapons there. And, you know, the defense, we talked about this already, but the defense could be improved, but still not great. And um, they're going to be in a lot of maybe high scoring games. So I, I think he's a guy to get late, even if he's your second quarterback that you take. Um you know, he'd be a guy to target, I think. Um, and really beyond that, there's Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, um, for the chargers. These are just guys are, you're filling in spots with, um, that are going to be your fourth or second string, uh, tight end or whatever. So it's, it's kind of heavy at the top, I think for this, uh, division, but then it's, it, it, it really falls off after you, after you talk about, you know, fourth round or whatever. So, Anything else on the AFC West before we take a little break and move on to the NFC West?
1: No, I think the um, there's going to be one one really good team in the AFC West. That's kind of the trend that's been happening for a few years now.
0: All right, so let's take a break, and we'll come right back with uh, the NFC West right after this. All right, we're back. Let's talk NFC West. Um, The mayor, you are known around the world as the 49ers Whisperer. We're going to start with your beloved San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I forgot to mention the NFC West, they, they play the NFC North and the AFC South. And then those outside games for the 49ers, they play at Philadelphia at Cincinnati, and then versus the Atlanta Falcons. What do you see the 49ers doing this year with, uh, especially like a quarterback? We're assuming that they're starting with Garoppolo. That looks pretty likely right now, but what do you think the
1: 49ers are going to do this year? You know, last year I gave them the kiss of death um, in our Super Prediction Show Sunday, Uh, so I'm not going to probably do that this season. I'm not a man of jinxes, but I'm also a man of reality. Uh the, the 49ers in the NFC West they're you know they're kind of like the uh you know the AFC West where all the team you know except these teams are more closely matched to each other than any other division in football right now uh they don't have the whole division as a whole doesn't have an easy schedule they have a couple tough opponents each one of them on the schedule um i see a lot of them beating each other up and i see the 49ers being 11 and 6 at the end of the season you know losing games like indy and minnesota tennessee Green Bay, even, but you know, being able to get a couple wins, you know, their the other side of their schedule is pretty light, and I think they can get to eleven to six. Uh, as far as Garoppolo, I think he is the starter until until proven otherwise. I mean, if the team, you know, team starts out with Detroit and Philadelphia, you know, if Garoppolo can get a couple wins there and then carry it on down, you know, there's you you don't pull your starter unless you really unless you have a really good reason. And the last time that happened, the 49ers pulled Alex Smith for Colin Kaepernick. And, well, the 49ers ran to the Super Bowl loss to a team. But that's beside the point. Or is that the point?
0: Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's a conundrum. I that, see that rookie quarterback uh, because he's exciting, maybe more exciting than Garoppolo. But at the same time. Usually when you see that rookie quarterback in, now there have been exceptions very famously. Uh, Tom Brady wasn't a rookie, but he came in uh, and then they went to the Super Bowl. And then like you mentioned with Kaepernick, um, he replaced Alex Smith. They went to the Super Bowl. So it's not without precedent. Uh, But at the same time, if Garoppolo is playing well, I mean, then there is really no reason to rush the rookie into the game. So uh, I guess you kind of sort of hope that, that Garoppolo plays well and, you know, Trey Lance is the quarterback of the future um, and he maybe gets his chance next year. That uh, I had the 49ers going 13-4, so a little bit higher than you. And then um insiders uh think?
1: I would say... Ten and a half.
0: Nailed it. It is ten and a half. So, um, that, you know, that's probably about right. That's probably closer. To, I'm probably a little bit too high on that. Um, you know, probably around 11, like you said, is, is really the target where you probably see them. Um, you, anything else on the 49ers? I mean, you're the 49er whisperer. What else do we need to know about them this year?
1: You. Uh, you know, I, I think they they're gonna be a complete they gotta refine themselves. You know two years ago they were in the Super Bowl and the following season, 18 of their 21, 22 starters were on the injury list at one point in time last year. So they're not even the same team they were two years ago, so that team really needs to you know refine itself
0: way they can have the kind of bad luck they had last year with injuries and COVID lists and all the stuff that happened. Um, so they, they should be somewhat back to the form of two years ago. Um, and even with all of those injuries, they were a tough team last year. So I'm, I'm thinking they're going to have a good year. Let's move on to the C- season. <laughs> PL- uh uh, uh play Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, at Pittsburgh. Uh, versus the New Orleans Saints and at Washington football team, besides the normal divisions they play. So what do you think about the Seattle Seahawks?
1: Uh, I, I think this team is going backwards, not forwards right now. Russell Wilson is, you know, is only one person and can only do so much. But you kind of see this happen when the NFL teams once, you know, certain key players leave and then they end up signing contracts to play to bigger deals, you know, dealing with that salary cap and keeping that team in place that got you to where you were just isn't likely. Uh, Russell Wilson is no doubt the leader of that team, but he, he can't do it alone, and I see Seattle being 9-8. and eight.
0: So, that I'm not exactly sure what happened last year with Seattle. They were actually doing pretty Russell Wilson was off the charts. Numbers and then they started uh, going run heavy and being a lot more conservative, and they ended up not being that great by the end of the year. Um, I think they've they, they've got to they've got to unleash well the beginning of last year and just stick with that. Um, I have them going 12 and five. I'm I'm full division. Um, I have them winning 12 games. Um, I see well, maybe a loss at, at the Rams. And maybe, uh, let's see, splitting with San Francisco. They usually play interesting games against the Niners. I'm sure you, you're aware of that. Absolutely. Uh, so I've, got at, I've got them at 12 and 5. What do you think the Vegas Insiders ha- have the Seahawks at?
1: I'm going to say 10 1⁄2 as well.
0: Close. It is 10. So Vegas uh, looks like they, they they like all of these teams, similar to the way I like all of these teams. But uh, I'm a little bit a little bit high on these. But the thing is, uh, like you were saying when we talked about the AFC West, there's only so high that uh, that uh, Vegas can go on these because uh, then it gets ridiculous and then the under starts looking real good. So uh, anything else on the Seahawks before we move on?
1: No, I hope they lose every football game.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, The Los Angeles Angeles Rams are playing versus the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the world champions. They're at the New York Giants, and they are at Baltimore for their uh, outside games. What do you think about the Rams this year?
1: Uh, I'm not a big believer in the Rams. I think you know they've got Tennessee, San Francisco, of course, Indian Green Bay on their schedule, along with the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I think it's going to be a uh, 500 season for the L.A. Rams, and they are going to be eight nine.
0: All right. I like I said. I mentioned this before. I'm, I'm uh, bullish on this entire. I have them going twelve and five. I have them, uh, you know, splitting with San Francisco. Um, I believe, but and losing to Tampa Bay. 5%. But then, you know, I think they're going to get some wins in there. I think they they might even be able to beat uh, Green Bay. I think they'll beat Baltimore. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm just uh, I I like. The idea of Stafford, who's a much more competent quarterback, especially with the deep ball getting uh, over the top of the defense. Um, and we, you mentioned this before, but I think this over the summer we talked about Matt Stafford bringing so many of those Lions teams back um, in the fourth quarter. So uh, I think the Rams could be really good this year. I had them at twelve and five. What do you think that um, the Vegas Insider uh, has their win total at?
1: Nine and a half.
0: Ten and a half. So, same as the Niners, they have them at ten and a half games.
1: Well, that only leaves us with the Arizona Cardinals.
0: we are going to talk about the Cardinals in just a second. So Vegas uh, has the Niners at 10.5, the Rams at 10.5, and and the Seahawks at 10. Let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Their outside games, I didn't even uh, put uh, uh, that down, so I'll have to (laughs) check on that in a second. They are playing um, Tennessee. Carolina. the Carolina is their, AFC, their NFC South uh, game. The NFC North yeah. game is Chicago. No, wait, they're playing the NFC North. <laughs> this is why I make a note of this.
1: Uh, yes, um, Dallas is on their list.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's just go through their their wins and losses. Um, uh, I, what do you, what do you think? What do you think the Cardinals are going to do this year?
1: You know, Cliff Kingsbury, he's he's getting that team going in the right direction. Um, I think they had a really good season last year. The quarterback's name slipping my mind at the moment. But they, you know, I, I think again this division's gonna beat up on each other. And th- they're not going to come out on top. Um, I predicted uh, Seattle and the Rams nine and eight, nine. San Francisco eleven and six. I think Arizona is going to be nine and eight.
0: All right, very close to what I have. Um, I've got them at seven. Um, what do you think the Vegas Insider has been doing?
1: Eight and a half.
0: Got it. You nailed it. It's eight and a half. So, so how do you is, have so um, many wins
1: out of that division? How do you do what How do you have so many wins coming out of that division? What division of yours is gonna be that much worse?
0: Um well I did have like, you know, the Broncos are four and thirteen, the Raiders are seven and ten, the Jets going five and twelve. Okay. Four and thirteen for the E four and thirteen for the Eagles. All right. For the
1: so you you really see the NFC West being a a dominant team in football this season?
0: Yeah, I mean i I have them all with winning records, and uh, you know I think it's going to be a battle at the top. I I don't know, like I couldn't predict right now who I think is going to win the division. It'd be very difficult. Uh, Jackson, the Rams and the Rams all have a very good chance of winning the division, and they could all be. You know, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's. I, I've got them all at nine, so I mean, you know, it's not that much further off. One game here or there makes all the difference in the world in this division.
0: So, uh, anything else on the NFC West before we move on to a little bit of fantasy uh, for
1: relevant players in this division? No. Well, I,
0: I have one other thing. So um, games that will obviously will be, you know, within the division. So the the last game of the season, the Niners play at the Rams, the Seahawks play at the Cardinals. So, um, you know, it's very, very likely those games will be very important. Of course, they're usually important, those divisional games in the but I have a feeling those are going to decide the division. Um, probably that Rams-Niners game will be the one that decides the division. But we shall see. Uh, Fantasy-relevant players. DeAndre Hopkins is injured right now, but they expect him to be okay for the start of the season. He's probably going to go at the top of the second round. George Kittle, this is another guy that's getting drafted in the first round in a lot of teams. I think we saw that last year. Um, In our league, uh, he's probably really a second-rounder in most leagues. Um, Kyler Murray put up a lot of numbers. He gets you yards on the ground and and in the air, and he's got DeAndre Hopkins on his team, and they added A.J. Green. So that should be a high-flying offense again. uh, He's more of a fourth-rounder. Chris Carson will probably go in the fourth round. He's a RB2 guy. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods. These guys could take a step forward with Matthew Stafford uh, their quarterback, and then of course I talked about I talked about Russell Wilson already. Um, I think this is he's a guy you could get at a value because um, he's not going to go early, but he could put up a lot of numbers. And then um, it gets into Brandon Ayuk and Daryl Anderson territory. Um, Brandon Ayuk might be a wide receiver two or three. And then Daryl Henderson, you know, he's got the starting job there in the Rams for now, and he could be the guy, um, you know, that surprises everybody. Uh, I don't think a lot of experts are high on Daryl Henderson, um, but he's got the opportunity, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, any other thoughts? Uh, is there anything we cover uh, about the AFC West and the NFC West? <laughs>
1: No, I I think we covered it quite well, and I think fantasy-wise, you know, I I think, uh, you know, going back to the Rams, they can either be make or breakers for you. Um, I wouldn't be drafting those guys before the fifth round because they're just so questionable, but they very well could be a top-10 wide receiver this year with Matt Stafford.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, so. We're wrapping up the Sunday morning edition of the SIFT football podcast. Uh, Any last remarks, uh, Mr. Mayor? None at all. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. And uh, next week is the the last preseason uh, episode uh, where we're going to break down divisions. We have just two divisions left, NFC South, AFC South, and then we'll be actually previewing week one of the nfl season after that so
1: and um, thursday would be a great day for that show
0: absolutely yeah so we'll we'll try to plan that um plan that out but probably next weekend we'll do our last uh, preseason show um having to do with the divisions and then uh, we'll get into real football talk excellent all right Uh, once again for the mayor and uh, myself thank you for listening we will talk to you next weekend bye yes and there you have it the NFL 2021 preseason preview for the AFC West and the NFC West Uh, a little bit of fantasy football and we heard from the mayor, the official 49ers whisperer of the SIFT podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will talk to you next week.